the Wanderers have returned. Tank. The boys are together. <laughs> yeah, the boys are back together. Tankers rode in like someone off uh, broke back. I had images of oh, like broke back, back. <laughs> broke back mountain. You riding in on your horse? I sadly was. <laughs> uh, boys, good to have you together, Tank. It's been a busy, eventful. Well, we'll start with the horses, and then you can talk about the problems that you had with the car. Uh, yeah. A good few days for you, mate. Yeah, you're up in Scotland. But I went to Cheltenham Saturday, um, which was a yeah. fucking great day, to be fair. Um, Thanks for that. Lost too. me money. Thanks for that. Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> fucking... I watched it as well. I was like, this fucking horse is shit. <laughs> Fuck off. I've just turned an offer down from him to go to America as well. No it's way. Just, is, that what they do? is that what they do with horses? Well, see, the America don't, they don't normally, uh, they don't have jump racing, do they? Well, he didn't, but they're trying to get into it. Like, so it's a big oh, fucking thing. Obviously, the jump over here is Derby's, isn't it? It's like the Kentucky Derby, and it's all flat Derby, racing. Yeah. So they've just started the American Grand National, which the Irish fella won. Uh, Mouse, I can't think of his fucking name now. So the, uh, the Irish pissed up the other week at the, uh, the American National. So they're trying to get horse with, like, good ground, and my lad likes good ground. So, uh, but put an offer in which is being fucked off because it's nowhere near the level what he should be he's a proper tool he just hated the ground hated the traffic yeah, uh, you could tell that on Saturday as I said I watched I said, it live and he on the ground lad no nah, fucking John McCruick here Jim what nah 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 I mean look horses? I'm no fucking expert fucking picking watch the race have you no, but you could just tell you could tell the fact that he wasn't running very fast and the ground was cutting up underneath him like yeah, inside he, he hated it so then I went to Wayne on Monday. Sorry, Tank, Monday. I just got to go back to this plum that you could tell because he wasn't running very fast. <laughs> Is that what he said? That's brilliant, yeah. He wasn't That's running great, very fast and the ground was cutting up like, go faster, lad. No, you <laughs> fucking need like watching Tank in his prime. Just run faster. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so then I went to Wayne Monday morning, early hours Monday. Uh, I had me other runner there. Uh Proper fancied him. Couldn't see him get beaten. He duly obliged, to be fair. Nice or nice horse. Bit a big fucking baby, but you know, see where he goes now. I'm not too sure Kept about that him. Tip to yourself. Decent, decent winnings there, Tank, was it? Yeah, it was a good day. Tell you what, I had a cracking uh cracking day and night there, to be fair. Just staying a little B and B in there is fucking class. And I'm you know, I'm a bit of a snob. I would never look at B and B's, but I couldn't get anywhere. But fuck me, it was quality. Absolutely, yeah, quality. I've seen your tweet actually. I was wondering, did they pay you to put that out? Because it was like, no, man, you know, like, honestly, just a little tiny B and B, like a man and woman running, fucking great yeah, people, down, spoke to us, fucking proper, proper nice people, mate. So, um, I think it was 55 quid or six, say uh, no, 65 quid or something. Fucking hmm. big breakfast class, honestly, really nice. And then it took you a while to get home. What was the problem? Oh, mate, it's a fucking disaster. <laughs> you don't look over it, to be fair. Mate, try <laughs> open your eyes, lad. What's up with you? <laughs> Listen, these, these lucky cars, I'm, I'm like, I think they should be fucked off. I think them and v, VAR need to go somewhere together and die. Because <laughs> mate, you, do, you do know you have a choice in what you drive, right? Like, no one's making no, you no. drive an electric car. But, honestly, but you know when you're like, that deep with something, you're probably in there now, so you just can't you can't go back. It's just a fucking honestly, and I'm sure there was some woman, I think this little bitch fucking turned me gear, oh, me charges off. I think that's what it was. And she was waiting, you see. So I went in, got a coffee. It was me. It was me. <laughs> Fuck you, Tank. <laughs> so I've charged it for a fucking hour, come outside, and they have 37 miles on when it should have had 200. So I was like, oh. what the fuck? I checked and the, the fucking it wasn't charging. So we had to wait another hour and a half to charge it. 
And then by the time I was coming home, our jack phone said, I'm off tomorrow, can you pick me up? So we had to stop on the M6 to charge it, to go and pick him up, to come back to charge it, to get home. Fucking longest day <laughs> in the world. Jeez. Top dad you though, mate, to be yeah. fair. Fair play well, to you. I know that. Uh, yeah, because people, I think people have been sending us messages. Sorry for those that have been waiting for the podcast. Forest and Liverpool, probably the one game that everyone wants us to talk about, and we've not been able to talk about it yet. So we definitely will come to that. Jim, you were busy at work playing golf today, mate. Busy yeah? at work playing golf, mate. Yeah, Forest of Arden, nice course on the Championship course. So, how'd you play? Invited very. Uh, I was invited by a, a guy that uh, I network with. So yeah, mate, it was good. Weather was. I mean, we got pissed down. For like 10 minutes, I'm, I was close to walking off on the third hole. I was like, fuck this. Mm. And then the sun came out, mate. It was boiling hot. It was well nice. Um, and then being, I was in T-shirts for the rest of it. T-shirt and a, and a sort of gilet thing. So, yeah, good. Uh, well, Mike, thanks for telling us about your fashion there. I asked, yeah. how did you play? <laughs> oh, mate, hell? sorry. Yeah, I play, you know what? I played mint. And the guy I was playing with, what, another guy who was invited along, he, he was playing off nine. And I play off. 18 but this new handicap rating on courses it went up to 22 and this guy must be fuming because i scored 39 points played a fucking blinder broke was i needed a par on the last par three to to break 90 which is good on a championship course um and i thought i duffed it then i got five so but uh yeah one one overall mate so well done, lad. Is it still the rule on golf courses that if you don't hit the ball past the women's tee, you have to get yeah, your dick out on the next I shot? I mean, that's, that's that is that an actual rule. rule? Is, is that an it's actual? Not, rule I mean, though? it's not written in the PGA rule book. No, um, <laughs> you know, but you know, it's one of them. It's one of them. Uh, one of them unwritten rules that uh, if you don't, you have to. You have to say Texas dangler, innit? Get your dick out. Get your dick out. Any yeah, you've got to be careful with all of that nowadays, though, lads, because you've got fucking transgenders. You've got some, oh, some of them have got dick, some of them haven't. Fucking hell, yeah. <laughs> yeah Russian, Russian roulette there, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and special <laughs> mention for Jimmy here, for those watching on YouTube, making big moves with his new camera. Yeah, went and bought a new camera, mate. I was like sick of these laptop cameras. And uh, to be fair, it's more for work purposes because I have two screens. And I don't. I, if my camera's on my laptop, I look at this screen. So people think I aren't paying attention. So I, I bought this to be on this screen. So I'm always looking at this screen. So it's, uh, but I, I like it, mate. You're having it. Yeah, I'm going to get yeah, one. I think. Fresh as fuck, mate. Yeah, hey? you look fresh. You look fresh as fuck, and Cheers, it's dead player, don't I don't know whether you've yeah, got good? makeup on, but you look well. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was right there. Yeah. I was like, there's no way Tank is just complimenting no. Jimmy without no. <laughs> Certainly, there's always a backhanded compliment with Tank. Hey, on yeah. a serious note, though, you're the fucking double of that tweet when I've just tweeted. Fucking Jeremy. Leave Jeremy alone, lad. Was it Jeremy or Jeffrey? It's Jeffrey, but uh, Tank called him Jeremy, didn't he? Oh, did he? All oh, right. Okay. Oh, yeah. Was it? Was it? Did you do another one though, Tank? And maybe I've just got this confused. Did you do Shirley off EastEnders for Jimmy as well? I feel like that's. Been... Oh, <laughs> I feel like hell, that's, that's been. That's done. a reach. That that's a stretch. <laughs> like, tweeted now. <laughs> Back in the day when I had my blonde hair, maybe. But geez, no, you look sure better. Shirley now, was a especially with that new camera. Right, football lads, football. Um. Only really one place for us to start. So I'm going to come to you first, Tank. Uh, Jimmy's uh, no doubt at some point going to tell us that he lived and was born in Nottingham. So he's now a Nottingham Forest <laughs> fan. But before we come to Jimmy, uh, 
Tank, what was your reaction? Because obviously you've got a foot in both camps, fair to say. Obviously a Liverpool fan, you have deep-rooted affection for, for Forrest, given your time there. You've been a big supporter of Steve Cooper and, and the work that he's done and, and been ch- championing him to, to remain in the job. First of all, it's, look, what, whatever for Liverpool, it was a massive win for Forrest. I think yeah. there was a noticeable change in style. Defensively looked a lot more solid. What was your reaction to, to the game, first and foremost? I think he's got to take a lot of credit because after the few results where they, they you know they've been getting a couple of hardens, he's he's gone to a back four and he just looked more solid. You know, he's made them more difficult to play against, them more difficult to beat. Which, you know, when you when you're in a battle, you know that that's the right thing to do. You know, he's just he, he shut up shop basically a little bit. Um, and I thought as I was travelling to Cheltenham and I was watching on my phone, so I watched all the highlights back and everything. And, I must be honest, I thought Forrest, as a whole in the end, deserved to win. I just thought Liverpool, if you're in that Forrest changing room and you see that Liverpool side and the team sheet, that's just a massive like lift. You know, It's kind of like, if I was in that change room, I'd be thinking that they're taking the piss here. And your team talk would be easy. You'd be like, look at these cheeky fuckers playing this side. They've got these on the bench and they're leaving these out. And I just think, I know that Nunes was, and uh, Thiago had a fucking couple of spuds in his ears. <laughs> I know that, you know, that, you know, they were missing. But when you see in the likes of Curtis Jones in midfield with Harvey Elliott and Fabinho, and let's get it right, Fabinho is becoming fastly like Jimmy Tiori. He is fucking useless. Me, then, I mean, there, there is no, there is no hiding the fact that he is completely and utterly gone as a footballer. God, the legs are gone, mate. It and it, do you know the thing though, Jimmy? It's not just can't legs. move. You, you can't look, move. Yeah, you look stiff, at him and you're like, just so if you're if you're in that far side and you see that midfield three, you're like, this is this is fucking brilliant for us. This, but when watching the game as well, you know that Van Dijk header. I just think it. I don't think he does that against any other side. I think it's because he thinks he's playing Forest bottom of the league. He's trying to be a smart ass and like square it. Now, if that was Man City at Anfield, he scores that. He heads at a goal and it's or he's trying to score. And I just think the whole they would they look lethargic and just like thought he could turn up. Yeah, we should have scored a few with set pieces, but you know, you've got to you've got to Forest roll the luck a bit and they could have scored a couple more towards the end (laughs) on the counter attack. Mate, Let's not no, get away from the fact that Allison no. made one of the best saves. Yeah. Like, no. Sorry, I was going to say Dean Ensign made the save of the day. I thought you were going to say save of the day. Sorry. Oh, no. Uh, but, like, look, I, I, I'm glad in a way that maybe two games or two days have passed uh, since we were due to talk about this because I... I hate, there's nothing I hate more than your fake rants that these lads do on YouTube now and all that nonsense, you know, that you think of the Arsenal fan TV. And I felt like I was fuming after this game, so I didn't want to come on and act like a entitled knobhead. So I've calmed down a little bit. So I'll, I'll give my two pence worth on the game in a minute. But Jim, you know, as a as a Forest fan, are you now a Leeds fan, a Newcastle fan? <laughs> Nottingham born and bred, mate. That's it. There he is. What did you make of the game? Are you were you surprised by a Liverpool's team selection? Do you think that nearly was? I think when you look at it and, and you look at some of the the youngsters playing, lads that haven't had many minutes, it's nearly there's your there's your team talk done. Put that up on the wall and go out and get them. No, I mean let's have it right, mate. That team should be beating Forest on if they're playing to their full capability, regardless of of who's playing. You know they're good players, players that 
Uh, Liverpool have spent money on all right. Curtis Jones has come through the through the system, but you know Harvey Elliott, Carvalho, um, that they're players that they they spent decent money on. So that team should be beating it. Uh, should be beating Forest. Fair play to Forest. They did, as Tank said, they 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 shored up the defence. I don't think this is a turning point for Forest. I think it's a, a classic case of raising your game, and they'll probably get beat by Fulham at the weekend or wherever they're playing. I've not looked at the fixtures, so um, I think they've raised uh, their game to to one. They know Liverpool are struggling, so they're in half a chance anyway. And two, that um, you know they they need to get a result. Um, but I just think Liverpool, they just looked to a man across the pitch. They looked devoid of ideas. And like Tank said, I was looking at Fabinho. He looked like a 45-year-old man who couldn't move, mate. His legs were so, like, straight and stiff. He ran feeling. like you, Jamie. I was going to uh, say, I know that feeling. He you, literally you... ran like you, like, <laughs> you straight used to on, accuse me of that for years. Like, like, just stiff. Like, yeah, he, he just... There was a, I mean, to, it was towards the end of the game, and the, I think the ball went down the right-hand side towards... It might have been Trent Alexander-Arnold, and he ran across to cover it, and he... I was like, is he, he's running slower than Tank's horse. I mean, I was like, bloody hell, what's going on here? Like, he was all... But he was bad. Salah went missing. He was he was non-existent. There was no movement whatsoever from any of the forward players. And I've run out of questions to ask because what 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 question do you ask next? Like you, well, I've got a, a few. Well, yeah, yeah. There's been enough <laughs> questions asked, but and I don't want to be that guy. And it, this is just a question for any Liverpool fan: is does any of this fall on Jurgen Klopp or not? Well, I've got a couple of questions, right, about the performance. So, and it and it's linked to what you're saying there, Jim, because I come away from that. And you said there, you know, Forrest would have fancied themselves. Let's let's be honest. Liverpool were in a bit of form. Like, oh, they've, no, they've, I mean, no, but just, let me, let me so, like, to be fair, they've turned a corner in theory in terms of the recent results they'd had. They were brilliant against Manchester City. Looked like the Liverpool that we all know they can be. The level was very high. They'd strung together some wins back-to-back. I think it was three in a row. Whilst not being overly convincing against West Ham, you know, the the, the speed at which games are turned around, you're not going to be a full tilt. It's about getting results, getting in, getting out, job done. They, they seem to be getting a bit of consistency. I looked at that game and Tank said it before, something smelt off from the very, from the very start. I looked at that midfield and thought, I, I, look, I think the two young lads are, are, are talented lads. But like Tank said, Fabino would look like he'd been pulling a fridge for the best part of uh, you know the, the season. He, if you look at that and saying, OK, should Henderson not have been starting? If, if Trent is fit enough, it's not like he's had a huge amount of minutes. Get him, get him on the pitch. Give us a bit of creativity. You've got Thiago out the team, Nunes out the team, Trent's out the team. Your creativity and chaos, if you will, is out of that team. So it felt like Liverpool were going to struggle when you looked at it. And then, look, you you know better than me, mate. <laughs> Football 101. If Forest are camping on the edge of their box, blocking space, Liverpool have to try and at least run in behind. They have to try and stretch them out, stretch stretch them, get in behind them if they can, move them out of position, get the ball wide, stretch the game. They just can't seem to do the same thing over and over and over again. And you had three or four lads stood in the same position, all showing to feet. It was a piece of piss for Forrest to defend yeah. against. And I'll be honest, they looked to catch us on the break and could have scored two or three mate, more from mate, literally yeah. being direct. It was so predictable. It was infuriating. 
Yeah. Just on Forrest, what I will say about Forrest is I do I do think that the players who they've signed, they've had mass signs, and I think they're starting to gel. So mm. I think we have to give Forrest, you know, they've gone, they gone through uh, Brighton away. They drew Brighton away. Mm. Mightn't have been great, but listen, a point. Didn't have a shot on target. Matter, yeah, but Jimmy, you've got to stop the rot, though, Jim. No, you, you have got to stop the rot. In the no, chat, that Forrest have had twenty percent possession, and I was like, "Yeah, it's no nil." Yeah, it's no nil. No, I give you that. I give you that. You know, to defeat or wins, you know, Forrest needed to show some grit, and they've they've showed it the last two or three games, and they've come away with four points. And let's get it right. No yeah, one would give them a single point of Brighton away or Liverpool at home. Not many out there would have said, "Yeah, Forrest will get four points of that." I say it's, it's a confidence. It's a confidence thing as well, Tank. Because you know we we started this podcast. Remember, we were like we were giving Forrest credit for the bravery in which, but they weren't getting points, and they, in fact, no. they were getting hockeyed. And they've gone right. Do you know what? This fair play to Steve Cooper because a lot of managers don't do this. He was quick to say, "Do you know what? I've got to make a change." He's made yeah. a change, and they're getting points on the board. It might not be that you know they're going to break records for the type of football that they're playing, but you've got football is a results business, and like you said, there that's four points from. Let's get this right. Brighton are a good team. Very Brighton good team. Are a good, a no, good mate, team. I mean, so, Brighton should have won. I mean, I think I think a lot of credit needs to go to Dean Henson because I believe he had two worldy games like that save yeah. for that header was unbelievable, mate. I couldn't believe it. Um, that he got managed to, to to claw that out, and I think he made some worldy saves. I didn't see the Brighton game, but I think he made some worldy saves on oh, that yeah, as well. So. Well, but listen, that's what he's there for. That's what they're there for, and that's what he's I just there think for. for Forrest now, if they can just get a bit of momentum, you know, as you say, like the, everyone was giving applauses, they were superb. They played superb against Tottenham, but it's 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 always small margins. I mean, Forrest could be sat here; they should have beat Everton away. You know, they only come away with a point. And I just think if they can just get a little bit of momentum, I mean, the lift what they're going to get for beating Liverpool, you know, it's going to be huge. So I just I hope so, to take that onto it. But just on Liverpool, Jamie, I just, I don't know where you go with Liverpool. I mean, I know we were saying that we were in a bit of form, but was we, you know, we, we turned up against Man City. That's great. The big boys decided to have a go. Van Dijk come out and decided that he's going to try and show what he, you know, we all know he can be. Salah was immense. But then you go against West Ham. I thought we were quite West Ham could have won, to be fair. We, we were I quite thought, especially to towards Ham. the end West of the Ham game. Mr. Penn. Mm. And the fucking the challenge, what Milner done on that um, the lad where he's oh just about God, to tap it into an empty save. net. I mean, that's that's a goal. To, you mm. know, and I I thought we were quite fortunate to come away with three points against West Ham. If you'd have got if, the, if we'd have got beat, you'd have gone second half. Do you know what half. it is though, Tank? This is and this comes back to me points I was going to make right. There's always a fucking injury crisis at Liverpool. Every single season, I feel like something's gone wrong somewhere. Somebody showed a static, and I'm not going to try and recreate it, but basically it was along the lines of there was a season where Manchester City had played one game less than Liverpool, and they had nowhere near the amount of injuries that Liverpool have had. I've I, I seen something before. You're looking at that West Ham game. Again, Liverpool's creativity. So Thiago goes off at half-time. Nunes, who, who is just a big ball of madness, went off. And we just look blunt, completely blunt. And it's no coincidence that with those players missing and Trent missing against Forrest, we look blunt again. But my issue more with Liverpool now is do we need to ask questions around? And Klopp seemed a little bit agitated today when he was saying about injuries. He said it for, against Forrest. He's like, well, players were there, but I was told they couldn't play. Yeah. And it's kind of like, ooh, that's a weird comment. So... My point here is, why is there always an injury crisis? And to go to Jimmy's point before about Klopp, is there something in A, training methods, B, medical departments, style of play, 
is there a shelf life with this? And does it then link Tank to something that you've been very vocal about? Without the right recruitments, you can't keep asking the same players to keep doing this. Manchester City play a different style of play. It's death by a thousand cuts. They keep the ball. It's a lot less... And it's, you know, it's not, you're not expending as much energy. It's not full throttle. It's not ha- super high press. It's, they'll keep the ball. They'll work it into the touchline. They'll cut it back. They'll score the same goal a hundred times over. But something's gone wrong massively at Liverpool. Behind the scenes, we can't seem to get the, the, the best players on the piss, pit, uh, on the piss. Maybe that's the problem. Tank, we can't get the good players on the pitch for a sustained period of time. Something somewhere has gone wrong. Liverpool's midfield looks leggy as hell. You're relying on Hendo and Thiago to play sustained pe- uh, blocks of games. Three game, the three day turnaround. It's not going to happen, surely. For me, I'll take on every point that you've just said there. For me, it's down to one thing and one thing only, and it's Best recruitment. Means. Because if you don't freshen up, where we've asked Jordan Henderson. And probably Fabinho to be the the we've ran him into the ground. Let's be honest. The dogs of midfield in there do all of this work rate and train and and play train as you play as well since Klopp's been here for seven years and they're still there. They're still there and they're still doing it and they can't do it no more. Is Hendo thirty two now? And when Hendo's not there, we're asking a thirty six year old James Miller to come in. Thiago, for me, what what you know the great player what he is, he can't do that. I don't yeah. think he can. That's not really him. Bayern, though, was he? I don't think he played a lot of games. I don't like, even think that... it's that, though, Jim. He can't. He's not that leggy player. So without no, them doing that. the legwork. From a recruitment point of view, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. And up until now, it's not been an issue. But he didn't play. I don't think he played that much at Bayern. I think he was injured quite a bit at Bayern, you know. But I think what we're asking him to do is not what he's, he's great at doing. He should be coming into the Liverpool team and just, you know, getting the likes of Fabinho and Henderson to do all of that work, to get him on the ball, to play in between the lines, to assist the assister. That's, for me, what he was brought in to do. Now we're asking him to try and do what Henderson and Fabinho used to do, but can't do no more. And honestly, mate, it's for me, it's just the the complete and utter lack of investment in that midfield area. And what just on one other point, mate, Curtis Jones does not get a game week in, week out to any other Premier League side. Not a chance. He's nowhere near this level. The kid's got nice little touches and flicks and farts. He is not a Premier League footballer. I genuinely don't think he is. I, do you know what? I, I honestly think with the Curtis Jones one, it's, it's a tough one. He's obviously been out of the, he's obviously been out of the, the, the limelight for a while. Um, he's obviously been injured. Um, he just doesn't seem to suit Liverpool's style of play and that he seems to take about six or seven needless touches. It slows it down. It then goes backwards or sideways and we lose all momentum. And it's just, it was a mishmash of youngsters, lads trying to find a bit of form, maybe lads that aren't up to, up to, to standard. It was just a, a clusterfuck to, to be quite honest. I I do want to, I do want to finish on a couple of things before we move on to the next topic. And it, look, it's not an easy topic to talk about. There was chance again oh, in mate. the stadium I don't, I don't know. I don't know how. Uh, I don't know how we put a stop to this. It's not. Ex- I have to say, it's not exclusive to Nottingham Forest fans. I'm disappointed to hear that these fans' chants were going on because the connection that Forest would have. Yeah, they were on the other end of it. I it just, could have been them. It, like... I find it mad. But look, Liverpool fans have said things about Munich over the years. United fans. Uh, I just. 
fans just have to be better. I just, I, I think there's certain things that you just don't need to sing about. You can still take the piss out of teams. I just, it's disappointing though, Jim. No, look, I can understand. I'm, I don't want to say I can understand, but I can, I can see why rival teams will say stupid stuff like that because they're rivals. It's a deep-breaded hate. Nottingham Forest and Liverpool are, are poles apart. That you know, there's. Uh, one's been in the championship for 20 odd years. Liverpool have been in, in the Premier League. They were in that situation together. So this is just people doing it just to be dicks. I think they're just doing it just to be an idiot and, and get that rise out. That That's the most disappointing thing out of this. How do you put a stop to it, Tank? No, and this, doesn't, is, is, this isn't exclusive to the Hillsborough chat. This is just in general. No, you, you 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 can't because I just we spoke about this last week. I think it was with the society when you know it's and it, it does start at home. I said to you about that Everton fan with his son, and you're kind of like, what chance have you got? You know, this is not me digging Everton fan. It's just I just feel this is the type of society what we are. I mean, you look like if someone posts something on social media, the trolls just think that they can say stuff, and you know, like you still get the. Some of the the black players who were still getting racially abused if they post an Instagram. It's like I don't really know how you, you stop that because how can you? I don't understand what's in someone's thought process. That say if there's a hard post something that you think that it's okay to call them, and and you're like, it, what sort of mentality are you? And I just think it's society. It's society thing. Just going going back on the fact that Forest and Liverpool have got a huge rivalry. It goes back to the champion uh, to the. Um, European Cup days in the league when they were going toe yeah, to toe. Talk, you talk big rivalry. And the big four years ago, mate. Like the big thing, what pisses Forest fans off, and I thought he was a cock when he done it, and he is a bit of a cock. Is when John Aldridge rubbed the head of, um, I think it was Brian. Oh, fucking can they get a fullback's name now? Anyway, uh, whoever that was in there, that you're talking 45, 50 year old blokes. If you're thinking that's 45, 50 year old blokes, yeah. them song, this is young lads just doing it just to be knobs. Yeah, but if What's you're talking about what Tank said about being bred, being bred into people, yeah, I just uh, honestly, I just think it's society, you know. We're, I think it is, it's, it's just, just the social media gives every every fucking around. idiot a platform, doesn't it? Because we'll come back to social media and people being idiots because it's something I want to, I want to finish on. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo, lads. Uh, so, we've spoken about him a lot on this podcast. Jimmy says he's the best player to ever play football. Uh, can't let that one lie. Uh, Jimmy, you must have been disappointed in the greatest player to ever uh, play the game when he stormed off and refused to be brought on as a sub uh, in uh, United's last game. I mean, it's disappointing to see. Of course it is. And I thought, you know what? And I was surprised to see Roy Keane, of all people, uh, defending him, I was like, bloody hell, Roy, go ahead, lad. I thought you'd be the first one digging him out, but and actually, having heard what Roy Keane was saying, I kind of agree with him, you know. Um, imagine that you're Ronaldo. Look, I get that he's not in the prime of his life, but don't forget, um, you know, he's playing against Tottenham and they played Tottenham last year and he scored that trick. Um, so it's not like, you know, he's playing... Tottenham haven't recruited that much, so they're a completely different outfit. Don't get me wrong, they'll be a different outfit because of the the way the shapes change and whatnot. So that's that's fine. So I can understand his frustration. And we've all been frustrated. We've all done something where we've gone, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. I reckon like, you've from, refused to come on as a sub over the years. I don't you think do I that. have. I don't think I have ever refused to come on. But, like, it's just little things. Like, you know, when you get so angry and, like... I'm not a violent person at all, but I punched a wall before going, ah, 
you know what? Because I've got no way of expressing that anger. Like I, I, I can't express it in any other way apart from what whatever it is you do. So I think he's just got to a point there where he's just so frustrated and so angry that he's gone. Nah, fuck this. I'm just I just want to get out. And I think you know I'm not using this as an excuse. I think he's had it quite. A, I think he's had a bereavement quite recently. Um, that you know that won't put him in the right frame of mind either. So, you know, I think he's just, I think he's just gone. I'm, I'm, I'm not getting on. I, I'm, I've not had a sniff anyway. Everyone's come point? off. <laughs> what, what's the point? And, I, and, and I've still got, I think he, he's, think about, I've still got something to give as well. He still thinks he's got something to give. So from a frustration point of view, he's probably going, I can do something here. I can help. Um, and he's just he's just walked off. Doesn't that doesn't mean what he did was right in any way? And he's been adequately punished, and he's been brought back into the frame. So I just think I just think he was, you know, got to that the straw that broke the camel's back. Tank. I, I heard uh, Graham Souness kind of defending Ronaldo in a way, and that he's kind of saying United have treated him a little bit sh- shoddy. To be I'm fair, someone someone of you you agree, yeah. 110%. I think the only people to blame in this is Manchester United and the manager. I'm genuinely do. Let's 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 put, let, let's get it right. Ronaldo is one of the greatest players that's ever played football. Without Ronaldo last season, Man United would have been completely and utterly fucked. Did he score 20 goals for them last season? In, 18, in and let's 19, get it in, think, in a yeah, fucking 19, awful yeah. sad 18 yeah. league goals, it might have been. I think no one knows whether he's the same player because he hasn't fucking played. He's not been given a sniff. So he wanted to leave during the summer. He wanted to leave. And we spoke on this podcast and said, let him go. Let him go. Let a new manager come in and make a fucking statement to say, look, you're this age and I need legs and a fresh approach. And it'd be great if you just fucked off. And then people would have gone, oh, Ten Hag, fucking hell, he's made a big decision there. Like Klopp did with, um, was it Ben Take? Uh, no, it was uh, Sacco, was it? Oh, uh, it was, yeah, it was Ben Sacco. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. And Pep done it with Joe Hart, which is kind of like, yeah, you can't play football, fuck off, gone. England international <laughs> number one goalkeeper. Yeah. And it would have been better for Ten Hag. But I just think that Man United have let themselves down. They've let the manager down as well. The manager should have had to set a ball up to say, I don't want him. Hmm. And none of this would have, would have happened. Ronaldo must be watching Rash, Rashford, who I like as a player, but you know, he, he gets a lot of chances, misses a lot of chances. Sancho Ronaldo well, scores Sancho. more than him. Ronaldo scores more than a Minish United side. It could have all been resolved. What he done was wrong, don't get me wrong, but I just think he's getting treated like a fucking third-rate player. You know, have a pair of bollocks, say to him, we're not going to use you. Fuck off in a free transfer. Thanks for last season. Job done. And when you look at it as well, it was the perfect time in that Ronaldo saves face in that he came into the Premier League at that age, absolutely ripped it up. Yeah. can sail off if, if it's not part of his project. And look, you can't really blame Ronaldo in that United is now a project. I think Eric, Eric Ten Hag is, is obviously starting to, 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 to put his imprint on the team. Cristiano Ronaldo is not a long-term uh, part of his plan. It's clear to see that. So why not let him go? His stock is still high. He scored a shitload of goals. He wants to, to be playing in the Champions League. Until he he physically can't do it anymore, let him go and join the team. Whereas now, I know what Graham Souness is meaning. You're leaving him sat there on the bench, and it's not because he can't do it. It's probably because 
He doesn't fit the style of play that Ten Hag wants to play. If you put a, a chance, a one-on-one chance, Cristiano Ronaldo through, or any of the front players that have been playing for United, you're backing Ronaldo. But yeah. Ronaldo isn't going to go and press for you. So if it, if it's it's a victim of circumstance and style of play, they sh- he would have known this. So let him go. It didn't have to be this way. It just seems like a big mess that that, that could have been avoided, to be honest. And I think uh, it's killing them that Messi scored 11 goals and 11 assists and they still aren't showing them down the fucking line. Mate, did you see that defending last night? Maccabi Haffi or whatever they're called, mate. They may as well be farmers. They were awful. Shit. Is this, the hill? Is this the hill you want to die nah, on? Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, mate. I like when I'm not. I think what you're you've taken one thing from another, like no, we haven't explained. Maybe your words. The show is down the line was all tongue and cheek, isn't it? My point is, you can shove the mic right down your mouth. No, 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 no. But my point is, I prefer. I just and this is this is this is the the debate is who do you prefer? Because the numbers are the numbers. The numbers are phenomenal. It's who do you prefer? I just prefer Ronaldo. Okay. My so, so are you going back on what you said about Messi? No, no, no. Just... I still think like don't you... just don't. That's your problem. Don't where are you sure. going with this now? <laughs> sure. Getting down you the line, like show him on his right foot. Fuck's sake. Uh Stephen Gerrard got sacked. Um, I don't think that this is I don't think it was a shock. Um, look, Stephen Gerrard's been my hero over the years. I think it was the right decision, all things considered. It looked to me tank like a, a team had thrown in the towel, they weren't playing for him for whatever reason. I didn't like the chance, to be honest, as Gerard was walking off. I think Carragher said something similar on Monday Night Football. You can vent your frustration, absolutely be pissed off. You've made a big trip to Fulham, uh, you know, midweek game, I think it was. You're absolutely right to boo and, and uh, vent your frustration. But some of the chants that were going at him, I thought were, were needlessly harsh. Going back to stuff we said at the start, it seems like people just... There's there's no hold bar no no what is it no hold no bar that, that, yeah. that that'll do uh, at the moment when when it comes to chanting were you surprised to see him get the boot tank no I wasn't to be fair and the chance look the chance were harsh but this is what we're talking about the society it's like people just feel people just think they can say what the fuck they want to say and not be held accountable for it so it's mm. just it's the world we live in unfortunately at the minute um, the chance were poor but he's 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 had a disaster last, not just this season. It's going back the last half of last season, and it's it's been a bit of a shit show. I thought he would have done okay this season. I thought he made some decent signings, and I think he's been extremely unlucky because his big money signing centre half snaps his Achilles hmm. and is out for the season. And the lad they got from France, um, I can't think of his Kamara, name. Kamara is it? Really good player. Is it Kamara, he, no? he does his knee and he's fucked. So it was two big big signings. Are out the side, and I think he's been let down considerably by the likes of Coutinho who's come in. And I've got to be honest, I think Coutinho looks like he's come in just for the last payday in the fucking smoking a spliff and just relaxing. I think he's been disgraceful, Coutinho. He showed little glimpses here and there, but when he first came, he was good, wasn't he? But yeah, but that was on loan, Jimmy, wasn't it? So yeah, when he came, it's kind of like he's gone, oh, you know, job done, couple of three year deal, no issues at all, get my feet up now. Um, then when you see the results at the weekend, I, I just I that would have stung. That that's gonna hurt, you know. Yeah. But I still, I said this on a podcast a long time ago. There's, I think the dressing room's been turning against him, and I think Tyrone Mings has had a big, big part of what was going on under Gerard there. I was going to say that feels like that was 
a bit of, not a culture war, but it was you know what I mean, Gerard. And let's get let's get this right here. Look, I'm an outsider looking in, so I don't mean to uh, proclaim to be any type of expert on Aston Villa. But whenever I seem to watch them, Ty- Tyrone Mings throws in absolute clangers. Yeah. So, like you know, you're looking at Stephen Gerrard's decision. It seemed like it was. It was obviously a, a meeting of minds and it was a battle, you know, Alpha versus Alpha battle and Gerard wasn't prepared to back down. He brought McGinn in, picked him as own captain. It seemed like that was a risky move from Gerard, and Jim looks like it potentially backfired. Well, McGinn, he takes him off every game, doesn't he? And that's his captain. If you watch but, how many games John McGinn gets brought off. He's been shit until you pointed him as no, captain. I, that's the problem. No, I, I, he's that's let him down. no, I get that. But you don't. How often do you see captains being brought off? Like it's it's few and far between. Every every time I I see John McGinn, he's getting dra- he's getting dragged off after sixty five minutes, and that's who he's made captain. So I think he's made some awful decisions in 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 the process of coming to this. But I think what and again outside of looking in, I think elite man, elite players struggle to manage non elite footballers. Yeah. I just think they just I think they don't understand why they can't do what they were able to do. Do you know what's a huge that... loss, Jimmy? And like a massive loss. And I know all about this Michael lad's Beale. background. Michael Beale. Michael, Michael Beale, Beale yeah. is a phenomenal, phenomenal. Oh, mate, of course coach. he is. There's a reason why he's taking QPR to the top of the pre- yeah. uh, top of the championship. So when he's probably got that, you know, that knowledge of the inner workings of players, whereas Gerard is very much high-level tactical. This is where, you know, this is where you move. This is what you do. But when it comes to that nitty-gritty, Gerard will struggle with that because he'll be going, why can't you play that ball that I can easily play? And that's where elite players really struggle. And that's why I think there's so few elite uh, managers where th- that were elite players. You know, is it probably, a I'm just trying to think, is it Zidane? Zidane's Zidane, the one that but, I mean, jumps Zidane, off my head where he's been massively he successful. But he wasn't, you know, he won a few Champions League. He didn't win, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't uh, he was a Mourinho, was he? Whereas, you know, Mourinho didn't play football. Klopp played a bit, you know, League Two in Germany or whatever. He wasn't, these, they, they see the inner workings of players and see that on a daily basis where elite players struggle to manage players that can't do what they do. There has been a theme of this, Tank. I know it was definitely something that was thrown at Roy Keane. He struggled. i seen an interview with, about Thierry Henry recently where I can't remember where, where who he was managing, but he was trying to... I think it was, uh No, actually, I think it was Bradley Wright Phillips was talking about... Uh, it must have been Red Bulls when he managed... Oh, uh, when he was in training. Yeah, and uh, he yeah. was trying to explain he wanted them to play through a press and it was a tight area or something and the lads couldn't get out or something. And Henri was like, you can get out. There's enough space. And the players were like, there's not enough space. And he went, give me the fucking ball. He went and stood in the space. They fired it into him. He did the drop of the shoulder, a couple of fucking jinx away and then pinged it. And he said, I told you, there's the space. So I think there is something in that, Jimmy. I think there was uh, something similar with Glenn Hoddle over the years where he was trying to explain a finishing drill to some of his strikers and they couldn't do it. And then all of a sudden he's like, give me the ball. He took a touch, he pinged it into the far top corner. He's like, that's how you do it. In your experience over the years, have you ever come up against something similar in that, you know, the these elite players that have looked to make the transition, whether it's into coaching or management, have, have struggled? Do you think there's something in that? I've never, I've never really come across like you know, where in the league players manage me. But 
just, I just feel that there, there probably is something in it. You know, I know I've read the Roy Keane's books now, and I know that he struggles to do it. Uh, you know, because he's, but I'm not too sure that was the case with Gerard. You know, Gerard, that good, you know, some top players at Aston Villa. I, I honestly think it's all down to Michael Beale. Michael Beale is a tactical genius. I, I mean, I uh, bought one of his books and like his training and his drills and. They're out of this world and they're just so like simple and you know I'll have to get that off game related. <laughs> they're absolutely out of this world. And I think I think that is 90% of Gerald's problem is he's kind of he's lost his main man. He, you know, mm. he was a big part, he'd done a lot of the coaching, by the way. And he was he was the man on the grass. Do you mean yeah. audio book, mate? Because there's no way you can read. Okay, last topic. Uh Newcastle United, right? Um, I, look, I think Eddie Howe's doing a great job there. Um, there's been a lot of talk, particularly off the back of the Spurs results, of of how well Newcastle are doing. Are they top four contenders? Um, I I have to say, I think all of that is true. I think they are top four contenders. I think they look a proper team. They're hungry. I think they look clearly well coached. They're good on the break. There's intensity. Everything that Liverpool lack, ultimately Newcastle seem to have at the moment. Jim, let's get this right. This is not some fucking fairy tale story here. They've spent two hundred and one million to to build this team, and if you look at the players that have come in and are making the biggest impact, these are all the new signings that they brought in. Do you have to? Uh, do you have to ca- yeah, fair enough. Yeah, he's 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 turned the corner. He's he's and don't get me wrong. I think Eddie Howe is a, is a good coach, and he will develop and has clearly developed some of those players. But I think the talk, the way this is being per- perceived, of like. You know, David versus Goliath and Newcastle breaking into that top four. It's certainly not one of them stories. I don't know, you know. I, mean, I don't want to sound smug, but I did say on the predictions that Newcastle... He always does there. this, by the way. He always does this. Remember I, that didn't, time I didn't want to... I mean, what? I, I don't want to I don't want to put anything on tank, but Jim, I mean... Jim, his, do you remember that wolves, time? His Wolves shout is not very... His Wolves shout in the top Did you say Wolves at the start of the season, Tank? Yeah, I said Wolves top six. I went back and listened because I was like... Hold on, Jim. Let's get one thing right. You digging out Tank here. I'm going to dig out you. You said the way to stop the greatest player that ever lived (laughs) is to show him down down the line. line. That's anyone, mate. That's not just Messi. That's anyone. No matter what Jimmy says, that's the comeback. Show him down the line. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Show him down the line. But from a Newcastle point of view, mate, I think because although they've spent money, they've not... It's because they never spent money before where that's the difference because they ha- they've always had money. They've had billionaire owners for the last however many years. He's just never spent anything. So I get what you're saying. They've got a lot of money, but they've not yet. And this is the worry. 200, is what, 201 million is a lot of money, irrespective. It's a lot of, of money, but not in Premier League. Not in Premier League. Man United, I think that Newcastle. was the most that had been spent in the window, I think I'm right no, on. Chelsea thing. spent close to 300, didn't he? Chelsea... Man City, they, you know, Liverpool themselves, you, people spend money. It's just because Newcastle haven't been used to spending money and they've never spent money. In in this day and age, 200 million for a Premier League club is not is not that. It, it's a drop in the ocean. But the thing is, to Newcastle, it's literally a drop in the ocean. Their owners are worth 320 billion. So you've not even seen them starting to spend yet. And it's the way they've spent, actually, that it's probably... Um, that's probably different to the Man City because Man City's first ever signing was Rubinho and like they just spunked all the money up and he he spunked. Whereas Newcastle had thought about it. They've been offered players that they could have bought 
turned them down, and they've bought smart. Gamerez is an absolute steal. Dan Burns been their second best player, and he's from bloody you know uh, I think Brighton, Brighton they signed him. Brighton, yeah. You know, Almiron's been switched on to a world class player, and he was getting the piss taken out of him by Jack Grealish. Alan St Maximin's always injured, but even when he's not there, Joel Linton was a, a laughing stock, and Eddie Howe's got him into a world class player. He'll go to, if he doesn't go to the World Cup for Brazil, there's something wrong. So I get what you're saying. Yes, they spent money, but they spent it really wisely on players that add depth and will continue to improve. They haven't just gone and bought a Neymar or a Ronaldo because Newcastle probably one of the only clubs in the world that can afford Ronaldo's wages. And it'd be a great commercial decision, but they haven't gone and done that. And they they it's slowly it's slowly building blocks. Now, don't get me wrong, when they're starting to spunk five hundred million up the wall on players, because it'll happen, that you know, that title turn, you'll find a different answer to my to your question. But at the minute, I think they've spent really wisely. Eddie Howe's doing a great job. He was, you know, when he got appointed, he was uh, he was ridiculed for for the for what he did at Bournemouth and and you know, taking them down and stuff. So Fair play to him. I, I'm, I'm really pleased for him. I think they're and and I think they're playing some great football. And Almiron, oh my god, how good does he look at the minute? He still looks like a 12 year old boy. Oh mate, he looks funny, like he's got a weird looking face. Uh, like Tank, like oh go yeah. on, Jim. No, I was going to say something rude. <laughs> Wait, it's not like you, lad. Uh, Tank, where do you sit on this? Because is a lot of obviously we can't ignore the backstory of where the money is coming from. Oh, that's and, I, yeah, and, I, sure. and I think Klopp, Klopp in his comments about Manchester City, PSG and Newcastle has opened up a conversation that needed to be had. But a lot of people don't seem to want to have that conversation. Is that, is what holding a lot of people back in terms of giving maybe Newcastle the credit that they deserve in terms of how they've been performing this season? Where do you sit on it? Yeah, just on Klopp's comments, I mean, Klopp was provoking up, you know, the, the reporters are asking and asking and asking, aren't they? Because I sense a bit of frustration in Klopp's stuff that he can't spend any money at all because of the I mean, owners. And I think, Sorry, mate, but FSG aren't fucking poor, are they? Let's be honest. It doesn't matter. They, they, they won't spend money, Jimmy. That's no, I, know, it. I get that. I get. What well, my point it, is, is that's their decision not to. Whereas they don't Newcastle... spend any of their own money. That's the problem. Yeah. They will not spend their own money. I, see, I sent you an article from the Daily Mail. From, it was a Billy Hogan, the, C, the new CEO. And he was saying it won't be a disaster if Liverpool don't finish in the top four this season. We've got an unbelievable stadium. We're getting this built. And like, fuck the stadium. Fuck the training ground. Buy some fresh blood. And I think that's a word. But going back to Newcastle, I, th I think that Eddie Howe should should be getting so much more credit than what he actually is. Because, yes, they've made some good signings, but as Jimmy said there, it's what he's done with the players over there. Yeah. It's what he's done with them. He's turned these players around to fucking... You know, Almiron was a laughingstock. He was awful. He, he was he was awful. Now, he, he looks at stages at the minute like unplayable. Mm. You know, and I, ju I just think they get a lot of credit. And... I don't think the two look 200 million is a lot of money to spend. It's a hell of a lot of money to spend. It is, but it's not as if they've gone out and spot as you know, gone and they got the kid from Atletico Bilbao who like a lot's looked at him and kind of like he's a rough diamond and they've just kind of he's not even in the side at the minute. He's I know he's being out injured, but they've got Callum Wilson who we've always said in his podcast, Jamie, gone back years ago. He was a I'd have took him at Liverpool. Yeah, he's a player. You know, I think they got him for about 10 million pounds and Eddie Al knows him from his Bournemouth days. I just think that 
they're going to be a big problem in the Premier League. They they they'll be they'll be challenging for the Premier League in the next. Look at Sean Longstaff, mate. <laughs> they're in the top yeah. four with Sean Lang Longstaff in the centre mid. Like I'm not saying he's up, but you wouldn't expect that, would you? That's what he's got out of him. But yeah, you it's good you say that the, the long staff thinks. I seen a stat the other day they were talking about something I'm reading up on a lot at the moment is this idea of packing, right? So packing, you've probably seen it, tank where it's I'm basically yeah, <laughs> I was waiting for that comment. You did. Um <laughs> packing is basically when you play a pass, how many players can you beat with that pass? So if yeah. you play it through the lines and you've got you take out in essence four or five players, you've got a packing score of four or five. I might have phrased that wrong, but Sean Longstaff is actually one of the most progressive passes when you're looking at those type of passes with, that go through the lines that take multiple people out. And, you know, he's a he's a young talent that Eddie Howe is, is getting the most out of. So I do think absolutely credit where credit's due. I think he's getting the most out of a lot of players that maybe a lot of people didn't think that he would get the most out of. And that, that is testament to his coaching style. I I'm very much like you, Tank. I don't think Newcastle are going anywhere. I, I looked at the way... It actually goes back to when they came to Anfield. They were very good that night. And every single time they broke, I was like, holy shit, these, yeah. the, the hunger, the desire. The, they're buying what the manager is selling. Everybody is is bought into to that direction that the club is going. So I think, uh, yeah, I think we better get used to seeing Newcastle in around the top of the table. They're not yep. going anywhere anytime soon. Jimmy Tank... Um, we're at the 45-minute mark. What's the plan for the week, lads? Jim, you got much on? No, mate. Uh, off term over here. I don't know if... I don't think, is next it week in Ireland. Few, is it next week? Yes, it's off term this week. So, no matches. We're, we're obviously at Liverpool last week. I think we got Scumthorpe away on Sunday, mate. <laughs> mate, what a trek that is. So I think we're going to go up to see... We've got some fan, family and uh, Colin and Julia and... They're in Hull, so we're going to go stay with them Saturday and, and see them and then travel to Scunthorpe on Sunday morning, which isn't far from them. So The life of a soccer it, dad. Mate, mate yeah. that's all it is, mate. Just fucking, that's, I'm a taxi. That's all I am. I'm a bloody taxi. Talking of taxis, Tank, Tank's taxis. Uh, you've yeah. been doing that for Jack. Uh, what have you got on for the rest of the week, mate? Well, he started his first game on Saturday of the season after the long battle with a few injuries. So he was... Uh, he, he was superb to be fair. I watched it on Huckle today, so he's back fit. Um, trying to convince the Dragon to take him back to Burnley tonight so I can watch the Liverpool game. Um, <laughs> and then I, th I think he's playing somewhere in London on the weekend, so I'll be down there watching him. Nice. And now that first game back, is he centre mid? Is he? Yeah, he, he, he done really well, mate. Honestly, I, I watched him back and he's, yeah, he played the little holding midfield there, popping a few nice balls about. He's, yep. Yeah, Seen a few young lads from Burnley go out on loan, uh, Tank. Is he any any chance of that? No, he's only 16, mate. Uh, these, these are young lads. I yeah, mean, they might be a solid, but. Yeah, I've a couple, a lad called Joe McGlynn. The, uh, I've seen it come up to before, to be honest with you, on Twitter, I can't think where they're going on loan. You're going like non-league, decent non-league teams. Though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The um, they've got Padium. They send a couple on yeah. there, a couple of the real young ones on loan there because it's it's a nice setup. And these these play cup games with Paddy and Burnley's like under 16s and that. Yeah. So they normally send them to there because they play good football. They try and play the right way, and you can just keep an eye on them. It's only like it's literally two minute drive from the training ground. That be next year. Then. You little, I have to start calling you little tank. Little He's an tank, absolute yeah. Oh, mate, he is, yeah. He is. It's a good job all your kids have got your your, your wife's looks as well, mate. <laughs> well, you know, 
That's... Someone like yourself, Jim, should never comment on looks, mate. <laughs> I was waiting for the comeback. Right, lads, uh, that's enough from us for this week. It's a pleasure, as always. Uh, Tank, you're not going to be leaving us next week, so we'll be back to our usual Monday slot. No horses running so far, No mate, horses so running, so we'll go. change. Jim, you're not golfing or anything on Monday, no? Just trying to think, mate. I don't think so. Check that busy schedule of yours. Check out Sky, mate. I'm busy man. Got business to be doing. Insurance uh, oh. doesn't sleep, lad. Jesus. Uh, right, with that, lads, pleasure as always to everybody uh, that has been waiting for the podcast. We apologise. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, let us know what your thoughts were on the show, whether you agreed with the lads' points, didn't agree, what you'd like to see us do more of. As always, keep your feedback coming. We love hearing it each week. Um, if you haven't, I know I say this at the end of every podcast, but if you could do this for us, uh, if you could subscribe to our YouTube channel or just send the podcast to one of your mates, um, it is great to see that the numbers are growing each week and we want to keep it going that way. If we get to a 1,000 subscribers, I don't think we're there yet. I think we're about 100 away. Um, we're going to start testing live shows on YouTube, which could be an absolute nightmare with these two, to be fair. So we might only do one. Oh, tank. tank subdued this week, mate. He needs, tired, he, needs mate. Monster. he needs a monster in him, doesn't he, or summer? Tired, mate, honestly. He's knackered. Uh, but yeah, if you wouldn't mind, subscribe on YouTube, um, and hopefully we'll get to that 1,000 subscriber mark, and then we can start doing some live shows. But more importantly, I hope you have a fantastic remainder of your week, and we will be back with you again, hopefully next Monday on the Boot Room Podcast. All the best. Boys. Cheers, lads.